Hey, fellow believers, welcome to True Hauntings and Scary Stories. Um, today we have a special treat. I have Matthew Bennett here with me, and he is a fellow podcaster who happens to have some ghost stories for us. So we are going to get right into it. And Matt, if you want to tell us about your podcast for a second. All right. It is called The Second Mix, Reflect, Revise, and Remix. It's just small bits of personal development and business development information. And you can find it just by searching Second Mix on almost any podcast platform. Nice. Now, I can say I have been listening to it for the past few days, and I love it. I'm really into personal development-y kind of things, so it's kind of right up my alley. But I can say it's very motivational speaker vibe-ish, and it's not too religious, which I appreciate, and I'm really enjoying it. So I highly recommend it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. So before I hear your story, the main one, okay, I'm kind of curious, did you believe in the paranormal before this happened or was this like your moment? I still don't know if I believe in the paranormal. <laughs> I, I've been up and down all of my life. I've had little things happen all of my life, heard stories from my family all my life. And so sometimes I believe, sometimes I don't. And I think that's okay. I think that's the way that everybody should be. Mm-hmm. Nice. I understand. I'm kind of like that, too. I mean, I believe in it, but had it happened my whole right. life. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of interesting when you start questioning whether something was in your mind or something, uh, if you saw something. And it's, it's easy to say when it's um, just your vision and just, you know, maybe that was a shadow in the house or came from outside or something like that. But mm-hmm. then something like my story happens and it's like, Okay, I have no way of explaining what just happened there. Nice. I'm anxious to hear it. All right. Well, I want to start out by saying that I, I was a par- paranormal investigator in Louisville, Kentucky for like two years. Oh, wow. And my my paranormal group uh, spent the night at Waverly Hills Sanatorium, uh, which was the tuberculosis clinic where like 50,000 people died and a nurse hung herself and all kinds of crazy stuff happened there. And you were supposed to be able to see ghosts. We spent the night investigating and I saw nothing. I, I you know, it was a creepy environment, but I, I didn't see anything. And I, I wasn't too disappointed. I mean, it was just, to me, the experience was interesting enough. Mm-hmm. Then we went to, we also went to the Willard Library, which is, you know, quote unquote, the most haunted library in the world. That's what they say, but that's what they all say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, looking for the gray lady ghost who's supposed to appear. Uh, nice. Her last sighting was in 2010, which was like a year after I spent the night there. And I, I didn't see anything there. I did get a couple of interesting pictures that um, people said they saw ghosts in. So I tried to enhance them and see if I could see what they were seeing. Mm-hmm. Now, those are the ones you sent me? Yes. Yes, those are the pictures that I sent you. There's one awesome. of me coming down the stairs looking into a mirror, mm-hmm. and it looks like there's the head of somebody above me kind of f- looking at me from the mirror. Yeah. Um, you can use those pictures wherever if you want to put them up on your Facebook page or whatever. I'm totally fine with that. Awesome. And then the other picture was just down a hall of books, and I was just walking around shooting pictures in the dark. And I didn't see anything until I looked at the picture later. And I'm like, what was that? I couldn't remember if there was any artwork up there Mm -hmm. or anything like that. So 
And I don't have like a daylight. I don't have a lighted picture of that area to mm-hmm. know exactly what I'm seeing in that picture. Yeah. But it it struck me as interesting, so I saved the picture. Yeah, that one's really cool. It looks like uh, a person in a sheet, <laughs> but it, it's not logical. It so <laughs> it's really it's, cool. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Like I'm going to tell my daughter to put a sheet over her head and take a picture yeah. so I can show everybody <laughs> that I saw a ghost. Right. <laughs> Um, but all of this to say that I, I've spent nights in some of the scariest places in the world and have not seen anything. And usually when you when you think about whether you did see or hear something spooky, uh, a spooky environment really assists that. Mm-hmm. It helps when you're in a spooky environment. But my ghost story, my actual ghost story was in – the cleanest, brightest, easiest place in the world to be. Hmm. Uh, my wife and I were visiting. Uh, we went to a bed and breakfast in Millersburg, Ohio, and we were spending a few days there. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a writing trip. And we were at this diner. This It was an Amish diner. So I know they were dressed Amish, but they weren't acting that way because they were like really rude and kind of <laughs> rushing us out. <laughs> It's Sounds kind right. Of, so we're in this place and we're eating like really, really f- like trying to eat fast and get out because it just felt like we were being rushed. And there wasn't, you know, there was probably 20 people in the place, but it was well lit. It was completely bright. And after we were finished eating our soup and waiting for our sandwiches to come, my wife and I were sitting there talking. I was reading a book at the time on quantum physics. So I was talking about uh, something that I learned in the book that was fascinating. I can't even remember what it was. It was wow. fascinating to me, at least. My wife might have just been light reading. being nice. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had my soup bowl sitting on the table. And mm-hmm. we were sitting there talking. And my soup bowl moved toward me like six or seven inches. It just moved toward me. Oh, my gosh. I've seen it happen before. You know, you'd set a glass on the table and the condensation will make it move. Mm-hmm. Or it looks like a magic trick or something. So I picked up the bowl. I felt the bottom of the bowl. It was completely dry. It was one of those kind of rubbery c- covers on the tablecloth. Hmm. So I tried to move the bowl by pushing it with my finger, and the bowl wouldn't move unless I gave it some like considerable force with my finger to move the bowl. So, you know, I'm also a magician. And I'm like, okay, somebody's somehow playing a trick on me. And I'm like looking under the table and looking (laughs) under the tablecloth and like, this is really weird. And so there, there's no, I could not figure out any other explanation than something strange happened. And my wife saw it. We were both looking at it. We were both looking. The thing just moved. Like. That is awesome. (laughs) I can't even describe any further. And, you know, usually you want to, you, some people may try to attribute like, okay, you were in a spooky environment. Maybe you saw something. I'm like, I was in the diner at, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon on a bright, sunshiny day. And this thing happened. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like my mindset that made me see things. So that is uh, the majority of that ghost story. That's probably the strangest thing that I've ever seen through any investigations or anything that I've done. That's awesome. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love it. I get a thrill out of it when things like that happen to me when someone else is there to witness it with me. It's validation. Yes. <laughs> it it definitely is. 
and you don't have to feel like you're going crazy. You don't have to, you can just even, I mean, now my wife and I just shrug our shoulders and we say, we don't know what it was. We don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say uh, for the last year or so, year or two, maybe uh, like once or twice a month, my husband and I will hear uh, one of our kids call me mom and we'll go to them and n- nobody called me. Or like one time, oh my gosh, I was so excited. My husband was down in our entertainment room in the basement and he heard my middle son's voice full on behind him say, I'm right here. And nobody was on that floor with him. He came shooting up the stairs. Where's our son? I told him and he's like, I just heard this. And it sounded like he was right behind me and said it. And I'm like, "Um, he's over here sitting on the couch like... I love it when stuff like that happens. Wow. That is awesome. And our house shouldn't be haunted. Like, there's no reason for it to be. It's it's a newer home. No, Nothing's happened here. It's me. <laughs> I'm haunted. Just, Things happened around me. I was me. actually <laughs> trying not to... St- I was trying not to say that. Maybe you're bringing the ghosts with you, because that, <laughs> that's kind of a scary thought. <laughs> no, that totally happens to me all the time. Wow. You know, I was... Uh, I actually wrote a short story because I was downstairs in my basement. Uh, My wife, this was before we had kids. My wife was commuting to Indiana University of Pennsylvania, working on her PhD. And so I'm downstairs in the basement, completely alone in the house. And I heard my wife come in the front door and walk across the floor. I'm like right in the basement. The basement's short. So the footsteps were like right over my head walk in the front door, walk into the living room and sit down on the couch. I heard that. So I went upstairs to say hello and there was no car in the driveway. <laughs> so I'm like, our basement is a, a Bilko door. So I had to go in from the outside. No car in the driveway. So I go into the house and I'm kind of creeping around the corner, like looking. And then I just scour through the entire house. There's nobody in the house. Wow. And I'm like- that is so crazy. But stuff like that for me turns into short stories. That's an unexplained noise. I turned that into a short story. Nice. One time I was sitting reading a Stephen King novel in my living room, and I heard a knock at our back door. Nobody comes to our back door. I don't even mow back there. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a, heard a knock at our back door, and uh, I I just sat there for a minute. I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to answer this or not, right? mm but I went and I opened it and uh, nothing was there except a whole new short story. <laughs> That's how every scary movie starts. A knock at a door that it shouldn't happen at. You go and open it and you feel a breeze go past you as the spirit enters your home. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. I I can go like I went to the movies one time and this is probably one of my coolest ghost stories and I have so many. I went to the movies one time and it's yeah. just a normal movie theater in in our area that we always go to and we went to see Secret Life of Pets. So that's okay. the time frame that it was a few years back. And we took our kids, our three kids, and we're there and midway through the movie I need a potty break. So I um sneak out And I go into the restroom, and it's empty. I guess no movies were out at the time, done. So I go into the thing, and um, I I hear the door, like, you know when those swinging doors, you can really hit it, and it's like, boom, 
comes flying open. Well, I heard that and I saw a little kid's bare feet run past the stall. And I was, my first thought is who is letting their kid run around a movie theater with no shoes on? So I just ignore it. And the, this kid comes running past my stall and goes into the one next to me. And I think it was a boy because his voice sounded boy like, I guess. So he's making these little robot noises. He's like, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, you know, playing around and, and splashing in the toilet. Now I'm a bit of a germaphobe. So I'm at this point, I'm like, okay, stop. Who is letting their kid run around like this barefoot in a bathroom splashing in a toilet? I'm going to die right now. Please don't talk to me. Don't splash that on my feet. I just need to get out of here. So he's like, beep, boop, boop. Then he goes, what's your name? In like this robot voice. And I'm like, nope, not talking to this kid. (laughs) So I just (laughs) ignore him. And I'm like, please don't look under the stall wall because that's an, I don't like that. Leave me alone. So, um, so then I don't answer him. So then beep, beep, boop, beep, boop. I asked you a question and I'm like, okay, now this kid is running around barefoot, splashed in a toilet, being all weird and rude. (laughs) I was not having it. So I ignored him again. So then he's still beep, beep, boop, beep, beep, you know, so I'm done. I, um, am getting dressed or whatever. And, as I'm doing that, he's laughing. He starts giggling and laughing. And so oh I God. come out of my stall and I immediately look at the one next to me. Well, the door is half open, like just open a little bit. And yeah. I push it open all the way and there's nobody there. There's no water anywhere. It looks totally untouched, but I can still hear him laughing. And it sounds like it's a long bathroom. It sounds like his laughing is floating away from me toward the other end of the bathroom. And I just flipped out. I thought, oh, my good night. I thought that was an actual kid until that moment. And then I realized, okay, this is not a real kid. I need to get out of here. (laughs) I have never washed my hands so fast in my whole life. That whole 20 second, oh, sing the alphabet. Nope. Wow. And I was gone. That like just gave me chills. That is the creepiest thing. I, you know, the whole time you're telling the story, I'm like, please let the kid not laugh. I don't want the kid to laugh. If the kid laughs, I'm going to get goosebumps. And then you said it. The kid laughed. I'm like, dang it. Why'd you do that? The best part is is that when the movie, when the movie was over, I, um, we we hesitated. The kids wanted to see like the little end scene that they do sometimes or whatever. So yeah, we're getting up to leave and the people come in to clean the theater. Now, I am an outgoing person and my husband is 100% not. So <laughs> he was mortified when I made a beeline to them <laughs> and was like, you guys, is this place haunted? And they, uh, there was four of them, three younger people standing together. And then an older gentleman, I kid you not, this is like straight from a scary movie. An older gentleman was standing like a little bit back from them. All three of those young people got this weird grin on their faces and turned and looked at that old guy at the same time. And I was like, no. And then the old guy (laughs) gets this huge grin on his face and comes up to me. He's like, oh, yeah, this place is really haunted. Um, Back before, back when it was smaller, this this wing of the 
movie theater used to be a parking lot and a little boy got hit by a car and died in this oh parking lot. And then they made it a wing of the theater. And so he messes with light switches and doors and, and he picks on people. He's kind of mischievous and silly. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And then I told them what happened to me and they were like, Oh yeah, that bathroom gets stuff happening in it all the time. <laughs> that is freaky. Especially, you know, it, it's like, okay, you saw and heard a little boy. Mm-hmm. And then that's what the, it's like they confirm what you saw. It's almost like having somebody have seen it mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. The thing is, I tried to look it up. I tried to find like a news article or something about a boy getting hit by a car in that area, and I couldn't find anything. So I was a little bummed about that. I kind of wanted that extra validation that the story was real. But right. good night. Right. Yeah. That was my coolest one. I actually saw his feet. That's the part that freaks me out the most. I saw his right. little bare feet. Wow. I heard him pitter-patter on the floor right past me. Ugh. Freaky. I I think that it's it's extra creepy that he was asking you what your name was. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? That's uh the nerd, the paranormal nerd in me wishes to this day that I had answered him. How cool would it be to have a full-on conversation with a spirit? <laughs> That's true. But I was too busy like, oh, look at this weird kid. <laughs> like, right, right. Well, how could you have known, though? You didn't want to have a conversation with some little runt that's running around in bare feet splashing <laughs> in the toilet. That's disgusting. Right? <laughs> now that you know it's a oh spirit. Like, had I only known, right? Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, wow. my name is Cindy. How are you? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, of course, one of, my, one of my friends was like, oh, Lord, no, don't talk to them. Just <laughs> That's how you get possessed. Do you want to be possessed? <laughs> maybe, or maybe not possessed, just he's going to follow you instead of stay in his right. little parking lot. I have that problem anyway, so I probably shouldn't encourage Yes. <laughs> Don't pick up more. Don't pick up more. I think that might be how yeah. Poltergeister started. <laughs> you bring a bunch of yeah. them together and they don't get along or something. <laughs> I I have to tell you, I have a lot of stuff in my home from my nanny's house. Okay. And one of the things that I have that is so bizarre, and I'm sure everyone will think, why would you have that in your house? But when my grandparents bought their house, the family had all passed away. And um, died off. And all of their stuff was still in the house. Journals, diaries, photos, clothing, trash, everything. So uh, when they were cleaning up the house on the third floor in the room that my nanny always thought that little boy starved to death in, um, she found hair on the floor scattered throughout the room. So her theory was that when they trimmed his hair, they must have just trimmed it and left it where it lay. Okay. So she, for whatever reason, gathered it all up and put it in an envelope and kept it. And then several years ago, for whatever reason, she gave it to me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's sitting on my piano in my living room. (laughs) I don't know what to do with it. Like, I don't want to throw it out for some reason because it feels like part of the house. But, you know, what, you know, I, I don't know. Nothing really weird or bad has happened in the house. I mean, we hear those voices every now and then, but I guess right. it's okay. 
<laughs> yeah, it would be hard to tell if it's okay. And if it seemed dangerous, it feels like that would be the first thing you do is just get rid of it. But something yeah. that has that kind of significance is just hard to get rid of. It's hard to throw it out. It's not just a piece of – it's not just an envelope filled with hair, right? There's a history. Yeah. There's significance. There's depth to to it being there. And uh, it also yeah. ties you back to memories. Yeah, as a little girl, we used to go upstairs and go through her trunks of photos and things from that family. And we would get that envelope of hair and like – you know, dare each other to touch it. And like, <laughs> oh, wow. And now it's in my living room. <laughs> wow. I'm just weird like that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. I have, uh, you know, I, I am a blues musician. And so I visited Clark's, uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Or is it Clarksville? Clarksdale, Mississippi, which is like home of the blues. And the Muddy Waters cabin was there. Um, nice. and, and I was talking to a guy, uh, about, he, he made harmonicas and stuff. Um, and he, D Carp is his name. He makes harmonicas for some of the stars. Like he made, he hand makes Ozzy Osbourne's harmonicas. Oh my gosh. That's uh, the coolest. <laughs> I thought that was pretty neat to hear. Yeah. I, I actually, to verify that I looked, I looked up on YouTube to see if uh, Ozzy Osbourne actually played harmonica and he does. So yeah, he does. <laughs> that was news to me. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I did not know that. So I'm going to check and see if this guy's like selling me a line. Mm-hmm. But he's, he told me that I needed to collect Mojo. Um, so he had like dirt from Robert Johnson's grave and he had stuff from Muddy Waters house and Oh, he had wow. like all this mojo to surround him and he told me to go collect some mojo. So I, I keep stuff like that. I've got I've got my little box of mojo. In fact, yesterday I put my daughter's first lost tooth into my mojo box. Aww. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> she was so excited she was jumping up and down. Cause I've been threatening to pull it out. Just 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 kidding. <laughs> But I'm every time she wiggles her tooth or complains about it, I'm like, well, come here. I'll just pull it out. She's like, no, no, no. So finally, she pulled her tooth out. <laughs> she was so excited. <laughs> she was jumping up like two feet in the mm. air. Anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there, I guess. So I've got my mojo box. And in it is a piece of wood. Now, my wife and I drove to find Muddy Water's house so I could collect my own mojo. And we see the sign. And then there's a cabin like 150 yards back. So we drive all the way around and back to the cabin and I'm like, this must be, this is it right here. I'm going to get some mojo from this house somehow. And so I took in the cabin, there's this nail sticking out of the porch and I'm like, how cool would that be? I'd take a nail out of the porch in Muddy Waters cabin. <laughs> it's, it's not going where you think it's going, but. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Everybody I talked to is like the house fell over when you pulled out or the porch fell over or something, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> and that's what it's- I was a- thinking, what if everybody takes a nail? <laughs> <laughs> but I take the nail and I'm like so dang excited. Like I've got this, this is my first mojo. Like this is it. This is this is it. And, I'm, <laughs> and so I walk the 150 yards back to the car. My wife's sitting in there with my daughter and they were just waiting for me and I'm all excited. And then I, I grab my camera out of the out of the car to go take a picture of the little historical marker that's there. And I take a picture of the historical marker, you know, with all the what those little plaques with the words on them that say mm-hmm. what it is. And, and then I get in the car and hand the phone 
my phone to my wife and she looks at the picture and she's like that it, it's you're not going to like this and I'm like what she said well the sign says this is where muddy waters house used to be the entire thing oh, the no. entire thing was moved <laughs> to um the Chicago Blues Museum or something like they <laughs> took muddy waters house down and moved it to a blues museum and uh, so I was like, wow. So whose nail do I you have? I <laughs> don't know, but I know in my mojo box today is Muddy Waters Neighbors Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's something I, I would am, do. <laughs> I am uh one degree of separation removed from Muddy Waters. There mm. you go. <laughs> I like that mojo box idea. It it is it's pretty interesting. I have little things and I just I just fill it and I I put it in a, an old cigar box and I actually had to move up to a bigger old cigar box because I realized how much stuff that I want to collect. Yeah, I have so much from from them from over the years. Honestly, maybe I'm not haunted. Maybe I just have so much stuff from their house and, and everything that it just That's That's true. You permeates. You just moved half the ghosts there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, lots of people have died there. Uh I we think that little boy is the only one that was murdered if okay. that whole thing is true. But, you know, old age, the most of the family died inside the house. But I don't right. know. Ghosts are just part of my life. They always have been. I assume they always will be. And I'm fine with it. I love it. I heard one of your podcast episodes where you talked about writing short, scary stories and it was giving you nightmares yes. and stuff. And I was like... Huh, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> I can full on write the weirdest, scariest story and then just go to bed. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that that stuff bleeds over into my personality. And when I'm focused on it, when I'm like, to be honest, if I was if I were like talking on a hundred podcasts this month about ghosts, I would start to get depressed. I would start to get quiet and reserved and maybe give up my podcast oh, like wow. there's it 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 affects me a lot and uh, wow. that's that's I think one of the reasons I you know I don't talk about it a lot I don't even try to if one of those thoughts comes in I push it out and start hearing like one of my motivational speakers in my head <laughs> and I just mm. kind of fight those thoughts and when I see something I I acknowledge it um a couple years before my dad died I was sitting at the kitchen table with him at his house and my mom was in the house and we were just having a conversation. So I see my mom come down the hallway and my mom is standing there looking at us from the hallway and we keep talking. And then I notice my mom's been standing there for a long time. So I look up and just as I look up, my mom walks down the hallway and goes into her bedroom. And I was like, okay, whatever. Ooh. Well, then I'm sitting there thinking about that and continue the conversation. And about 30 seconds later, my mom opens the basement door and comes out of the basement and sits down at the table with us. And I'm like, oh my goodness. What? <laughs> so I stood up, walked down the hallway and looked in the bedroom and looked in, there's another bedroom across the hallway, looked in both bedrooms. I'm like, there's nobody else in this house. I, I saw somebody wow. standing there uh, in peripheral vision and, and I heard them walk down the hallway and, that's it. And has anybody ever died? in? in that's the house I grew up in. So I, 
I had lived there. I guess my family moved there in 79. I was six years old. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember having heard any stories. There was nothing nothing specifically creepy about that house. It was just a nice suburban house, you know? Hmm. So to to wait till I'm, you know, 45 years old to see anything creepy or strange in that house, it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, that's cool. I wonder if you're maybe a little bit of an empath. Maybe these um, feelings and stuff get to you more than the average person. Okay. I don't know. I've heard somebody say that before. I haven't studied uh, what exactly an empath would be, but uh, I can usually feel when I can usually tell when people are like down and stuff. But I don't know about the spiritual aspect of it. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's people who can feel other people's emotions without like deeper than your normal por- person seeing that you have a sad face on and being like, oh, what's wrong? Like they can feel it when. You, someone walks in the room without any trigger. Okay. That kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe you're just a deeply emotional person. (laughs) I think I am. I think my wife would disagree with all of this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, my husband does not believe in paranormal anything at all. That day that he heard that voice, I was practically doing cartwheels. He thought I was a crazy person. Because he was terrified by it, and I was completely thrilled because he finally had an experience (laughs) that he could not explain away. Right. Well, thank you for coming and talking with me today about all your paranormally things. I could talk about it forever and ever. It was a lot of fun. Yes. Me too. (laughs) If you have anything else happen, you better let me know. (laughs) I know you don't like to talk about it much, but... I, I definitely will. Hey, no, if I'm if I'm if I'm having something happen once a month, I, it's probably better to talk about it, right? Yeah. Therapy. I'll, I'll be your paranormal therapist. That's right. <laughs> My paranormal therapist. Public. Yeah. Public therapist. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets to hear my problems, my paranormal problems. It's for the greater good. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming and hanging with me and for everybody listening. Thanks for listening to us chit-chat. And don't forget to subscribe if you love what you've heard and rate me whenever you can on whatever app you can. And definitely join my Facebook group because we are a bunch of goofballs and love to post paranormal memes that are crazy and obnoxious. So come join the fun. All right. Till next time. See you later. Take care.